designed with women in mind as we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go. Good morning. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. That's all I can remember about that. How does that, the rest of that go? <laughs> this is new to me. I had to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so what did Google say, Rontina? Is that sad? I can't remember. <laughs> no. This morning I'm here with Rontina and Lindsay, and we're going to be talking about Christmas, and I'm so glad that you're here with the listeners, and I'm so glad that my friends are here with me today. Um, so... Can you believe we're at the end of another year? Uh, no, not at all. I can't believe it. I feel like time flies when they, you know, they always say, when you get older, time flies. Well, it is racing already in every single year. <laughs> Just it's wait. Been, Do you think it's because we can't remember? Tw- is that we, <laughs> I mean, because when did you Google that? This really? morning. Okay. <laughs> Our See, memory is like this big now. That was yeah, hours ago. I don't know. I can't even remember what to Google half the time. So you're, yes. you're doing better than me. So, um, I was really looking forward to getting into the Christmas podcast because I love this time of year, you know, the snow, the beautiful mountains, the beautiful atmosphere, and everyone's happy. Whoops. (laughs) I slipped into the Hallmark version of Christmas. (laughs) I really do love snow, though, and I'm not ever going to see that in Florida. I love snow. Uh, I I keep begging for it every Christmas here. You know, I work in worship arts, so I'm like, it can snow, right? Everyone's like, no, it didn't snow at Christmas, you know, over mm-hmm. where Jesus was yeah, born. It doesn't exactly. snow in Florida, but one day it will snow at Cross Life. That's right. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready for that. And I truly love the church, the church services yes. that we have at Christmas time. Yes, amen. Talking about the birth of Christ. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Um, but Lindsay and Rontina, what is your favorite part of the Christmas season? Gosh. Well, do you want to start or do you want me to start? No, you go ahead. Okay. Well, I always she start. Google her. She's yeah. got to Google her. She's got to Google her. I got to see what's trending. <laughs> Mine, I will always start with sweets because you all know I love sugar. I so this is my favorite time of year. And not only because Christ was born by all means, but I love cinnamon. Cinnamon is my favorite. So cinnamon coffee, you can actually get that all year round now. 
But <laughs> the candy, the desserts, it's just that time of year that you just feel like you can eat so much and it's just supposedly that time of year so you can eat so much, you know? That's what Olaf it's said. Just- <laughs> it's that time of year. We can all. That's right. <laughs> we can do what we need Let to. Let it go. Yes. Yeah. That's well, and then also just the Christmas decorations. Don't y'all all love Christmas lights and oh, the goodness. music and Christmas parties and the silly sweaters that yeah. people wear and those Christmas parties? And last but not least, you know, um, I the time that Hannah has um, that we have to celebrate her birthday, it's 12 days literally before Christmas. Isn't that cool? That is so, so cool. The song celebrate. is for her. Uh, it is. It's, it's the 12 days of Christmas. So we need to write a song for Hannah. <laughs> yes. So pretty I cool. Love it. That is so How sweet. How about you, Rontina? I mean, for me, decorations, absolutely. If you look up my um, bio picture where I work here at the church, um, it is Christmas. I'm decorating a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. So I love the decorations. I love the mood it puts people in because most Mm -hmm. people are in a better mood. I mean, even at the end, Scrooge ended up being in a good mood, right, for Christmas. (laughs) It took all the way to the 25th, but he got there. The Grinch. Grinch, His heart grew. And the Grinch was misunderstood. Yes, he was. So finally, once people reached out to him, but yeah, so I love that it puts everybody in a better mood and um, just everything. And even though it's a busy season when you work in a church, uh, for most everybody else, it's when work winds down. So it just puts that mood there, the weather, because even if we, I love snow, but even in Florida, we do get a break, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so just that chillier weather and the sweaters and my kids get so pumped up about everything and just everything's heightened, mm-hmm. you know, just that heightened feeling of everything. Mm-hmm. So I love it. And you see that excitement and you want to, you just want to bottle all that up. Mm-hmm. And can we just put a little bit out in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, <laughs> all the way through the year. The 9,000 days of yes, February. Yes, yes please. <laughs> And so we, um, I remember when we first moved here, um, we moved into an apartment before we could get a house, but anyway, I had a pool, but I mean, the kids swim every year and even on, I mean, every day and even on Christmas day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they didn't care if their lips were blue, but it was warm enough to do it, which was really foreign to me Mm -hmm. because I still miss those seasons and we've been here almost 30 years, but that's, that's kind of how it was. But for Christmas for me is um, I'm one of those people that I'm, I'm one of those people. Let's say this. <laughs> I would decorate for Christmas or not take it down. I mean, but instead of decorating for like Halloween, I usually have my tree up before mm-hmm. Halloween. This year may not happen, <laughs> but it used to when my children were little, though, it was always mm-hmm. the day after Thanksgiving. Nice. And that was the day that we always decorated our tree. And it was traditional. We would have the hot chocolate stuff and watch movies. And usually it was the Grinch because my kids love the Grinch. Mm-hmm. My daughter can still quote every, everything about it um, all the way through. And so, and I love Christmas songs. And I confess, I'm also one of those people who play Christmas music all year. Just off and on, not like all the time. <laughs> but it Christmas is really a time for caring, sharing, and giving. And that mm-hmm. I love about it. It's a time to express love and appreciation to those that we do love and appreciate. And a lot of times, um, you know, we talked a little bit last week about, you know, Thanksgiving and gratefulness. And we wait until these time of y- times of year to do it. And I wish we could 
celebrate Christmas every day because of the gift that Christ has given us. And so, and I love being in church around Christmas time and just all the decorations and the things like y'all talked about. And maybe when I grow up, I won't be so excited, (laughs) (laughs) but I think I'm past that. So, um, but a word of wisdom, like I said, you know, when all these sales start, we can go broke with all the sales. So stick to your Christmas list mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and buy the things that are on it. <laughs> um, so what, what do y'all think? What, what else is um, about Christmas? Well, I think, you know, one thing, especially at the uh, parenting age that we're at right now, is the Santa Claus Ah, that's a part of Christmas that yeah. uh, that is, you know, sometimes uh, tender to deal with because while um, Santa Claus isn't a big part of Christmas at my house, my kids are friends with people who Santa Claus is a big part of. So, uh, so yeah, it's a very um, gingerly. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So let me yeah. talk about. <laughs> let me let me touch on that a little bit, ladies. If your kids are in the room, cover their ears because. I remember with our kids I always it was like you it's a fun thing that we do Mm -hmm. one of the things that um, I allowed them to sit in Santa Claus and tell them if they wanted to but that Brandon would stand back and watch everybody else he never did Mm -hmm. Jared would go talk to Santa all day tell everybody get everybody else's Christmas list try to tell him what their Christmas list was too and then invite them over to our house for Christmas And our That's da- why he's in evangelism. Yes, <laughs> yes. And our daughter would, um, she would get, we would wait in line, and it could be an hour, she didn't care. We would wait in line. She, we would get up there. She would walk in front of Santa, wave, and go across the stage like she was some kind of, in oh, some kind of beauty pageant. But she'd wave at him, but never <laughs> sat. Love so, it. Anyway, but one of the things about Santa is that, you know, we worked hard for those gifts, and I didn't want anybody else taking <laughs> Amen. That that is, you know, like, listen. My husband and I, we we you got to have those like foundational things in common, yeah. and that is one of the things we have in common is they will know where that gift came from. Yeah, because yeah, you know, we we make stockings, yeah. and um, you know, my kids play along with it mm-hmm. and and help us with the stocking. Yeah. So um, and that's from Santa air quotes, but like right. they, it's a game. They'll fill <laughs> yeah. the stocking and like fill each other's stocking. So yeah, yeah. but. Well, here's some refreshing news for you. According to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, while both male and female reindeer grow antlers in the summer each year, male reindeer drop their antlers at the beginning of winter. Okay. Usually, November to mid-December, female reindeers retain their antlers till after they give birth in the spring. Therefore, listen to this. According to every historical rendition depicting Santa's reindeer, every single one of them from Rudolph to Blitzen had to be a girl. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. There and we go. should have known, <laughs> right? Because only women while pregnant would be able to drag a fat man in a red velvet suit all around the world in one night and not get lost. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's because they knew how to Google. Yes. <laughs> I had to remember where it was. Remember right? where it was. Hey, have you guys ever put those Christmas presents up, and then the next year you find them, or February you find them? Yeah. Yes. So uh, that you know, we might get you there, but we might not have all the presents. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So Christmas is a really fun time of year, and we all love all everything about it. 
Um, well, not everybody, but yeah. <laughs> there are some Scrooges out there, and there are some people who really struggle mm-hmm. at Christmas time, and I want to be sensitive to that. But um, we we have a lot of fun with it, and we should, because I think we, we have a celebration, right? It's a celebration of the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, um, we need to be able to do that. But as we're looking at it, let's, let's get into the next three weeks of Christmas. And um, I want us to look at the character and the characters of Christmas. And I want to l- read Luke 2, 1 through 21, and then 39 through 40. So in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was in the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child, and while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And the shepherds came, say, were in the same region, and the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear." And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy and will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had seen been told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And then skip down to uh, verse t- um, 39. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Amen. And we read this story every year. Um, we read it with our kids um, when they were little. And I, um, I've tried to continue it with just Dwayne and I. I, re- I um, memorized this out of a different version mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was younger. So every time I read it, I have to think about it because I still remember the story of Jesus' birth from that other one. But um, So the people of Jesus' day were looking for a king, not a baby born in a humble manger. 
And so um, he was not the king that they expected, but they were looking for pomp and circumstance and got a lowly baby born among smelly animals. Mm-hmm. And so what what does that what does that mean to you girls? What, what do y'all think about that? I think just showing that um, Jesus, our Savior, was born of a woman that is someone that nobody expected. Um, I think mm-hmm. that just even resembles in our own life that Jesus works in us, um, that we feel as though we are not ordained or feels feeling as though that we're not good enough. Um, he uses our story in, in all different ways mm-hmm. to show um, others him. Right. And, and think about if he had come as a king, they were already expecting that, mm-hmm. you know, so it wouldn't have meant as much. And they would not have, he would not have been um, honored in the way that he was honored by the shepherds, by the angels, by everyone else who who began to realize that, hey, this baby was born with a purpose, and so are we. And then when we look at the verses in 39 and 40, it says he grew in wisdom and stature. That means physically he grew, but he also grew in wisdom. And, you know, that's a good example for us, right? Because, <laughs> I, you know, we always say when we get older, we get wiser, but sometimes I think, Age comes by itself because <laughs> I've seen some, <laughs> some older people and I that are not as wise in biblical things as that we want to be. So, um, but he was the light of the world, born into the darkest of nights, and he was born to give us the opportunity to join him in heaven. So, um, we are to live in wisdom as well in his wisdom. For me, it is you know we all start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And even though Jesus is and always was, and, you know, as mm-hmm. John tells us that, you know, Jesus was there with the word, he is, the, you know, from there from the beginning, mm-hmm. he still came to us, like you said, as that baby mm-hmm. and had to grow up and make choices just like we all did. Exactly. And, um, you know, you have that age of accountability and then you have the age on your driver's license. Mm, you know, you, right. have, you have the age. <laughs> Some the of age. those shouldn't be driving either. <laughs> no, no you, have, you have that wisdom. And, and then you have your spiritual maturity and those are different ages for all of us. And, um, and it shows Jesus. And that's why I think those years that, you know, we don't know about as much that Mm -hmm. weren't written about, you kind of, kind of get that skip and, um, and fast forward through his life, you know, you got to wonder and we'll find out in heaven what he did in those years to gain that wisdom. Exactly. And, and that's where we are. And we all start somewhere. We're all a baby in our faith. Right. You know, like even even if we're an adult yes. or a child or wherever God and the Holy Spirit's meeting us, we're all that baby. Right. And, and I think it's like the ultimate way to relate to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, because we all have to have times of preparation. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, Jesus, you're right. Jesus was mentioned, um, you know, just probably half a dozen times in specific areas of his life, specific ages of his life. So in those quiet times, do we think he was just sitting around waiting for the next thing? No, he was preparing his heart to be ready for what God had called him to do. Mm -hmm. And so when God sent him here, um, you know, for us, um, you know, he grew and he prepared and he, you know, it talks about how he, um, you know, Satan tempted him. Well, how was he able to, 
because he was prepared before Satan came. He knew that, you know, he needed to prepare his heart and his mind for what he had to do here on earth. Mm -hmm. And so even though Christmas is a wonderful time of celebration of our king, we often get sidetracked and forget the kindness and the growth and the things all year that we need to be thinking about. So all of a sudden, we're fighting to get the best gifts. <laughs> we're worrying about what everybody else is going to give someone else and and leaving Jesus out altogether. And mm-hmm. so we have to be intentional about making Christmas Christmas and not the Xmas that I see, <laughs> mm-hmm. which takes Christ right out of it. Um, and so Christmas is... Um, a celebration of his birth. And if he were not born, there would be no reason to celebrate. And so um, we are to live in the light that comes through Jesus' birth. And the fact that he grew up and died for us on the cross, then resurrected to give us life, that is the ultimate gift. And that was his purpose for being born. Today, this is a good place to start. We're going to pick up with another Christmas uh, podcast next week. So join us. Don't miss it. And we look forward to talking with you. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How does how can my identity be in Christ? And you've never received him. I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.